Welcome to Book Bistro, where book enthusiasts come to chat about the books they love in a warm and supportive environment. Today is Thursday, May 21st, 2020. This is Shannon, and I am here today with Brooke and Natalia, and we are going to talk about young adult mysteries and thrillers, because mystery and thrillers are amazing. So the three of us read a lot of mysteries and thrillers, and lately there have just been so many great books marketed toward young adult readers. Like when I was growing up, there were things like R.L. Stein and Christopher Pike, but aside from that, like there weren't a ton of, of mysteries um, marketed for teens. So I'm really excited that there are a bunch of them now, and we are going to share some with you. But before we do that, we will do the usual housekeeping information. You can find us on Twitter and on Facebook by searching Book Bistro Podcast. You can always post just on the Book Bistro timeline. Some of you have done that. I'm always so happy to see when you've published posts there. You can join our Facebook listener group where you can chat with us as well as with other podcast listeners. You can keep an eye on some of what we're reading. We usually update you each Wednesday with a look at our current reads. If you'd like to get a hold of us and social media is not really your thing, you can email us. That address is thebookbistropodcast at gmail.com. And I'm going to start us off, then Brooke, and of course, then Natalia. So my first pick came out earlier this year, and it is The Last Confession of Autumn Casterly by Meredith Tate. And this is the story of two sisters, Autumn and Ivy. And Autumn is a little wild, very rebellious. Um, she is like one of the most well-known drug dealers in her high school. And as the principal puts it, whenever there's a problem at school, it's very likely that Autumn has something to do with it. And Ivy just kind of faded into the background. She's kind of nerdy. Um, she has this really cool gaming club with a group of her friends at school. And they're always like playing these like really weird like strategy games, things that are really intense. So she's so different from Autumn. And they used to be really close as kids, but now they're they barely talk to each other. And then Autumn disappears. And it seems that she has disappeared after a drug deal that has gone horribly wrong. And no one knows where she is. No one knows anything about this. Like, is she dead? Is she not? And Ivy decides that even though she had a lot of resentment and anger built up inside toward her sister. She really wants to know what happened to her. And so she starts digging into Autumn's disappearance in an attempt to understand like what her last few days were like and where, where she might've gone and who was responsible for her disappearing. So this is a book that's told in alternating perspectives from both sisters. And I really liked the way we're able to, 
like empathize with Autumn, even though we may not always like the things she does and we watch her make some really bad decisions and you can kind of cringe as she does these things and you're like, oh my gosh, you know, this is not going to end well. But she's still a very likable and relatable heroine. Um, you know, she's not like cast as like a hopeless villain. And I really appreciated that. Um, I like the way the book shows us the bond between sisters, even sisters who aren't necessarily as close as they once were. Um, it's just really, really stellar, very twisty, um, very intense in places. So this is The Last Confession of Autumn Casterly, and it's by Meredith Tate. So my first pick is The Cheerleaders by oh. Kara Thomas. And this book is mainly told from the perspective of Monica. And Monica's a student at a high school, um, Sunny, I think it's Sunnybrook. I think it was Sunnybrook. Um, so Sunnybrook High School. And Sunnybrook High School does not have a cheerleading squad because five years previously, five of the cheerleaders were kill or killed or died in suspicious situations so two of them were in a car accident um two two were killed by a neighbor and one which is monica's sister jennifer she committed suicide and why people are thinking it's suspicious is that all of these deaths they happened when within a month's time so we now fast forward five years and the schools decided that they are now feeling as though students are okay with what not well not really okay but they're they're okay with what happened and it's time to kind of do a memorial and they've asked monica to take part and this is just something that monica does not want to do because she's not handling jennifer's death as well as others are, or as well as people think that she should be. So one day she decides to do some investigations and she wants to learn more. And I'm not really, I don't totally remember off the top of my head how, but she ends up finding Jennifer's cell phone in the bottom drawer of her stepfather's desk. And Ooh. her stepfather is a police officer. And from what I remember, I read this a couple of years ago, um, he wasn't always the nicest guy so this gets monica wondering like could something have happened to jennifer that their stepfather is involved in or like why like really why does he have her phone so while she's investigating she gets one of her new friends from dance class involved and they start investigating together and i really really like the way that they that kara writes the whole atmosphere of um, teenage angst, I guess. It's not real, like, corny or anything, for lack of a better way of saying it, uh, but it's, it really gives you the feeling that you're, this is what you're reading, like you're reading stuff about young adults, and that it's young adults that are going through these situations, but it doesn't leave you feeling as though it's too young at the same time. So this is The Cheerleaders by Kara Thomas. I love really, Stony Brook. 
it makes me reminiscent of the Babysitters Club. It's like, oh, Stony Brook. I can't Island. remember if it's Sunny Brook or Stony Brook. In, I thought it was uh, Sunny Brook, but I, I could be wrong. Is. I don't remember. Oh, I'm sorry. I heard Stony Brook. Maybe I'm just reminiscing. But that is like <laughs> Babysitters Club, you know. <laughs> that that's where they are. So the first book I'm going to talk about is a debut book by an author named Diana Orban. It's called All Your Twisted Secrets. And man, I love this book so much. It's they compare it to One of Us is Lying and Agatha Christie. I'm not I don't know if I would compare it to those because I think it just stands on its own. It's so such a cool, cool book. And the ending is just incredibly explosive. So, welcome to dinner, and congratulations on being selected. Now you must do a selection. So, this book is about four kids. Actually, it's five kids, and they're invited to a dinner at a restaurant because they were all the recipients of a scholarship. Now, they're completely different parts of the school. You know, there's a stoner, the musician, the geek, the queen bee, the valedictorian, and the star athlete. And the only thing they have in common is that they were invited for this scholarship dinner. Except there's a twist. The twist is that when they get to the dinner, all the doors lock and they find a note with a syringe and dynamite. And they have to choose one person to kill in one hour with the syringe or else the bomb will blow and the whole room will blow up with all of them in it. Oh. So here we have Amber Prescott. She wants to get everybody out of the room alive. But everyone has something to hide and everyone has something to lose. So who is putting them in this situation? Why? And how are all of them in there? What do they have in common? And who are they going to choose to lose at the end of the hour. If you want to know, you should read All Your Twisted Secrets by Diana Urban. This was such oh. a good book. I quite, oh my quite enjoyed that. I do want to know. So I have not good. read this yet. You, will <gasps> you never... should. You should read it. It was so good. Oh. So my next pick is the second novel from author Tiffany D. Jackson. This is Monday's Not Coming. And this is a book I will never, ever forget. There's a scene at the end that, like, I think will literally haunt me for the rest of my life. It's very, very creepy and disturbing and bad. So this is the story of Claudia and Monday. And they've been best friends for a long time. And in a lot of ways, they feel more like sisters than friends. So Claudia is really concerned when all of a sudden – Monday just seems to disappear. She doesn't show up for the first day of school, the second day of school. You go into like the second week, the third week, and she's just like nowhere. And whenever Claudia asks where Monday is, no one seems like they can give her an answer. Like people in a lot of cases don't even seem to remember like when the last time they saw her would be. So she talks to Monday's mom and she gets kind of the brush off. She talks to Monday's sister and she gets this sort of really lame excuse about like Monday being away, visiting relatives, which like no one really does when they're supposed to be in school, at least not usually and not for an extended period of time. So Claudia is really concerned. And the more she asks people around her and the more nobody seems to know 
what's going on, like what she's talking about, um, the more disturbed she becomes. And so she is determined to figure out what happened to Monday. And even more than that, like why doesn't anyone care what happened to Monday? So this is based on the disappearance of African-American girls um, in the DC area. And it's also loosely based on a really terrible um, Michigan court case. And it's a really dark book. There are things, like I said, that happened in this book that I will never, ever forget. If you are squeamish and you don't like your thrillers, like dark and gritty, you probably don't want to read this because this is definitely um, on the darker end of the thriller spectrum. It is, I would say, tied with allegedly for my favorite Tiffany D. Jackson novel. Um, I just think she is an incredible author who is able to bring to life some of the more disturbing parts of the teenage existence in today's world. So this again is Monday's Not Coming and it's by Tiffany D. Jackson. I actually liked Allegedly a little bit more than this book. Oh, Allegedly. I have to so read good. Allegedly. This book will, ha it is so scary and, and, and so sad and so good, but oh my goodness. So, I'm with you. I think it'll haunt me for the rest of my life. So my next pick is Truly Devious, Truly Devious, number one, by Maureen Johnson. And this book is about a school called Ellingham Academy. And it was started by a millionaire named, I think, Albert. I'm pretty sure his name is Albert. And Albert wanted to create a school for kind of bright children, but not just bright, but um, creative, um, imaginative, like, I guess, all the IVEs that you can think <laughs> of. He started this school, and at this was back in the 1930s. And in 1936, I think it was, his wife and daughter are kidnapped. And the only clue that they discover is a note that has a riddle on it, listing a whole bunch of ways of dying or killing somebody. And it's signed truly devious. Now we fast forward into the 2000s. I, I'm not really sure that the book ever tells you what year it is, but we're fast forwarding to the 2000s and we meet Stevie Bell. And Stevie Bell is really big into true crime. Um, she, if she could, I bet you she would be like Sherlock Holmes of her time. She wants, she has decided that she's excited to go to the school because she wants to solve the case of the kidnapped wife and uh, daughter of the school creator. So while she's there, she meets some different people. So she meets um, a guy that's putting together, like writing a novel. Um, there's a boy who is a YouTube sensation. There's 
um, her friend that, I, as far as I understand, she already knew, and she is a, she's like an inventor. She likes to work on machines and stuff like that. Well, together, they, a few of them, decide that they're going to put together a, I think it's a YouTube presentation. They kind of just say, like, put together some kind of video, and they're going to do this video in this tunnel where um, also in the past, a student went missing, and she was never found, and this is one of the areas that she used to like to hang out and study in. It's like this, like, passageway where there's, like, this hidden room. Kind of something that would be really cool for anybody who lives in a school situation when you just want to be by yourself. So they set up to do this video, and after the video, um, the one guy who's the YouTube sensation, he decides that he's going to stay behind, and actually I think his name is Hayes, and he decides he's going to stay behind, and later on that night, nobody's finding him, and the next day, still nobody's finding him, and then all of a sudden, we find out that he's dead. And so... Stevie and her classmates are like wondering like what happened like what how did how did he die and what who did this to him and Stevie it's decided that she's going to do the investigation because she wants to solve this case and so this book first book is the book of three and from what I can tell because I haven't quite finished but what I can from what I can tell this book is very much a setup book so I'm not sure how much we find out in the end about the solution or anything. But as far as from what I've seen in the synopsis, what I read, it looks like the case kind of goes across the three books. So I'm looking forward to seeing what happens. This is Truly Devious, Truly Devious, number one by Maureen Johnson. I think I've said this uh, last week, but I love, you know, the boarding school or just oh, prep yes. school type setting. It's one of my favorites. I don't know why, because it's so far from how I grew up that I can't, I can't relate to it in any way, but I love it. I always Maybe wanted to go to boarding school. Like, I never wanted to go to, like, the blind school. Like, that wasn't cool to me, but uh -huh. I wanted to go, like, to one of those, like, rich, you know, fancy. Yeah, me too. I want to go to a rich, fancy school. school. So the next book I'm going to talk about is by the beloved Kelly Armstrong. We talk about her Yay! quite often in this podcast because girl writes everything. And yes. it's crazy because she writes everything and it's all different. It's all interesting. I don't know. I, I would love to know. I feel that she's probably one of the only authors that I would be the annoying person that would say, where do you get your ideas from? Oh, but <laughs> but it's just that her her premises are all so different in all her books. It's like you're you're reading a book by the same author, but it's not the same author. It's very cool. So this book is called Aftermath, and this book is about Jesse and Skye. So Skye moves home three years after losing her brother Luca in a shooting. Except <sighs> moving home is really tough for her because there's no sympathy for her since her brother was the shooter and not the victim. Whereas Jesse Mandel, he knows all too well that the scars of the past don't heal too easily because he lost his brother 
in the same shooting. So Jesse and Skye, when they were younger, they were really great friends. But because of this tragedy, they were ripped apart. And now three years later, they've come together because they want to figure out the mysteries of this shooting. They feel that the story or what they know and everything that happened isn't what it seems. And they want to get to the truth of what really happened that day. But the closer they get to the truth, the closer they get to a new killer. Oh, so this is Aftermath by Kelly Armstrong. It is everything that I expected and everything that I didn't expect, which is what I love in a wonderful, beautiful, amazing thriller. Yes. This book sounds awesome. And as I mentioned to you guys a little bit earlier, I actually had no idea that Kelly Armstrong wrote thrillers. So I am very, very excited that there are many thrillers for me to check out. So my next pick is one of the best books that I read last year, and I'm so excited to be able to talk about it. This is Sadie by Courtney Summers. And whether you are or are not primarily an audio reader, I highly recommend this as an audiobook. Um, it's just utterly immersive and fantastic. And I love it so much, both for the, like, the novel itself, but also just the audio presentation is amazing. So this is, as you can guess, the story of Sadie. And Sadie is a teenage girl who has had not the easiest life. She and her sister Maddie grew up living with their grandmother, and their mother kind of flits in and out. She's not around a lot. She has a lot of issues that you don't really know about, like, in the beginning of the book. But Maddie is killed, and the police have never really seemed very interested in solving the case. Like, they kind of went through the motions, but nothing really ever came of it, and this really, really bothers Sadie, like, on a deep level. So she decides that she is going to leave home, and she's going to follow whatever clues she can find in hopes of eventually figuring out who murdered her sister. So that's one kind of timeline of the novel. But then we follow a man who is doing a podcast about the small towns in America and like kind of the things that are dying out about small towns, the things that still make them like necessary and relevant. And as he's doing this research, he learns about Maddie's death and Sadie's subsequent disappearance. And so he begins following the same trail that Sadie had previously followed in hopes of not only discovering what happened to Maddie, but in hopes of finding Sadie as well. So we are following Sadie first and foremost, and then we see this man sort of following her as well as he's trying to not only like create this podcast, but also unravel this mystery. This is a fantastic revenge-based novel. Um, if you like sort of the you know, hardened heroine who really doesn't have much to lose and is really determined to give pretty much everything she has to uncovering the truth, this is the perfect book for you. I loved it so much. Um, Courtney, Steve, uh, Courtney Summers has a new book coming out later this year, and I'm really, really excited about it. So this, again, is Sadie, 
and it's by Courtney Summers. I'm looking forward to reading this book. I just haven't gotten around to it yet. Yes. It's and it so might good. have to, I might just have to check it out in audio, even yes. though I really don't enjoy audio. Well, you have to read an audiobook for your challenge anyway, so. Exactly. So it works out. Yeah. So my next pick is The Silence of Bones by June Herr. And this book takes, part, um, takes place in the 1800s in Korea. And our protagonist, or I guess heroine, um, is Seal. And I apologize if I'm butchering her name. But she is an orphan. And she is indentured to the police department in the city that she lives in. Um, and she's indentured, and it says for a generation, which from what are, maybe it's children, I can't remember, but I think it's a generation. And it means that she is indentured until she is 41. And she is currently 16. So that's a long time. So while she's at this department, she becomes kind of the protege or kind of looks up to one of the inspectors. And she really hasn't come with a lot. Like she didn't bring a lot back from her, her, from her previous um, place of living. Um, all she has is a picture that is like a drawing of her brother that went missing 10 years ago. Um, but she, so she's really never had a lot of family ties or whatever, or, or she at least doesn't have them anymore. And she's thinking, she thinks a lot about her brother and her sister that she had. And so she kind of sees a little bit of her brother in this inspector. And she kind of sees him as kind of her older brother. But at the same time, the inspector, it's kind of an interesting kind of relationship they have. Because a lot of times he kind of acts like a big brother where other times he acts like, well, the inspector and the boss, and he'll, she'll, he'll tell her that she did things wrong and whatever. Well, they've kind of developed this little kind of partnership. And a noble has been, a noble woman has been um, murdered. And it's up to this inspector to find out what happened. And somehow he gets blamed for the whole incident and Seol has this loyalty to this inspector and feels that he didn't do it so she wants to find out like who did it so I think the biggest thing I really liked about this book is you really get a sense of atmosphere and place and I don't know a lot about Korea so it was really neat to get immersed in the practices and the beliefs of the country which um the author she writes the, um in she kind of like did a little write-up in the goodreads um what do you call it reviews and she talks about how this is kind of her ode to korea because she was born here in canada and she was born to a korean family and she but she had so she identifies as korean and this was kind of like her ode to Korea. And I thought she did a 
fantastic job, especially knowing that she didn't grow up in, um, in the country. So this is The Silence of Bones by June Her. Well, this novel is One of Us is Next by Karen M. McManus. And this is actually the sequel to One of Us is Lying. And if anybody has been a faithful listener to the podcast, you know that I always, always, always say you must read books in order. And I stand by the fact that you should read One of Us is Lying first because order is amazing for my brain and that's just that's and just important how it is and it's important necessary correcto but this book actually can stand alone and it was a highly anticipated sequel in some ways i liked it even better than one of us is lying i just really loved this book so this book returns us once again to bayview high but there's a whole new set of rules we all know that simon is dead and it's been a year since Simon died. We know that Simon died because they tell us in the first book uh, in the synopsis. So I'm not spoiling any, anything. Don't worry. But now that Simon is gone, there have been a ton of copycat gossip apps and hacks that have popped up. You know, people trying to replace him. Except they just haven't stuck. You know, they haven't worked. But there's one that has come up that's a game truth or dare so they pick a person they send a massive text to everybody and they pick a person and that person has to respond with truth or dare and if that person doesn't respond with either truth or dare they reveal a truth about them (laughs) and each truth is a super dark secret so that's terrible the first person i know right the first person is phoebe and she refuses to fall for it but it turns out the secret that they reveal is really dark and if you choose not to play as i said they reveal a truth then comes Maeve. she should know better she should always choose it there but she doesn't and it gets even darker and by the time Knox is about to be tagged things have gotten dangerous because the people have been so afraid of having their secrets revealed that they've picked deadly dares and if Maeve learned anything from Broadwin last time it was that they can't count on the police for help or protection or knowing anything Simon's gone but someone's determined to keep his legacy at Bayview High alive and this time and this time there's a whole new set of rules so if you want to know what the rules are and what happens You must read One of Us is Next, One of Us is Lying, book two by Karen M. McManus. And while you're at it, read One of Us is Lying first. Oh, yes. Order. (laughs) We like order. It's very necessary. It is. Unless you're Mika. Unless you're Mika, Moon. Yes, that's true. Then you just like read however you want. All right. So my last pick takes us to the Congo. This is City of Saints and Thieves by Natalie C. Anderson. This, I think, came out in 2017, possibly 2016, but I think 17. And this is the story of Tina. And Tina is living on the streets of a city in the Congo, and she's trying really hard to survive. She is the master thief 
for a very prominent gang in the city. And she's trying to come up with a way to seek revenge on the man that she blames for her mother's death, which was like several years before the story opens. Um, Her mom was a maid in this prominent household and she was found shot to death. And Tina is really not only grieving, but also just incredibly angry that her mother's death has gone sort of unpunished. So she devises this scheme that will allow her to go back to the home where her mother worked and ferret out the truth once and for all. But when she does this, she starts to realize that the things that she thought she knew to be true may not be true after all. And the people that she sort of holds responsible, they could be responsible, but they also could be innocent and kind of like a victim to a similar type of of crime to what Tina's mother experienced. So this is a fantastic book in large part because of the setting. Like there just aren't very many books set in this part of the world. And I really, really enjoyed the author's ability to create such a vibrant image of a part of the world that I really don't know as much about as I would like to. Um, if you do the audiobook, the narrator does a phenomenal job. You have like all the dialect, um, really, really good narration. So this is just a great novel, regardless of how you choose to read it. Um, she has another book out called Let's Go Swimming on Doomsday, which I haven't read yet. Um, but if it's anything like City of Saints and Thieves, if it's even half as good as this one, it will be amazing. So this, once again, is it's a standalone thriller. It's City of Saints and Thieves by Natalie C. Anderson. That sounds like a really good book. I'm gonna oh, have it's to amazing. It. It's amazing. So my last book is The Lovely and the Lost by Jennifer Lynn Barnes. And in this book, we are introduced to a girl named Kira. And back when Kira was, I don't know if she was three or five, she was like, she was very young. Um, She was found by a search and rescue team, Katie and her dog. And they found her, yeah, Katie Bennett, Kate Bennett, or something like that. And they found her in this, in the wilderness. And from, I'm not really sure how they know, but somehow they know that she'd been missing for a few weeks. So she'd been in the, in the wilderness for a few weeks. And somehow this really, really young girl survived. And it kind of left some long lasting kind of effects on her. So she's, kind of describes herself as being a little bit feral still like there's times when things will happen and she just gets really upset about it and she just wants to almost attack all the time and this is when she is 16 so it's really really left this long side effect of like side effects on her from the trauma and whatever happened to her during those few weeks that she was lost in the wilderness so she's adopted by the Bennetts and the ben, um, in this family, she has an, a foster brother or an adopted brother named Jude. And then 
Jude and Kira have a friend named Free. And Free and Jude and um, Kira, they all take part in the Bennett's search and rescue group. So she runs a search and rescue group, and each of the kids have their own dog that they run. And then they are called out to different places to do search and rescue. So the usual kind of thing. Well, one day, Kate's father, um, Vale, or Bale, I think his name is Bale, he comes and he asks for Kate's help. And he's, there's a child that has gone missing in the wilderness and he feels that Kate is the only one that's going to be able to find this child alive. So the three kids, they join Kate and together they go out and they set out to find this child and Kira knowing what can happen when you're lost in the wilderness and you're really young, she, she kind of begins to remember things that happened in her past. And also she just gets this, she's determined that she must find this young girl because she doesn't want bad things to happen. And so this book's really good because you get this sense of bound family, um, which is something that we really like on this podcast. You also get, um, you get to know a lot of the search and rescue stuff, which I love dogs. So, and search and rescue. So for me, like this book was just, all things that I love and I quite enjoyed it so it's The Lovely and the Lost by Jennifer Lynn Barnes and from reading actually some of the reviews it looks like a lot of her books kind of deal with sensitive topics but she writes in a way that it doesn't make it as I guess traumatic to read because she adds in like different characters or situations that I don't know if it lightens it up but because I haven't actually read any of her other books but this is kind of a what one of the reviewers said so I thought that was kind of interesting about her. She has a series Hmm. set in the 20s of like young adult like historical thrillers that I'm really excited to read. Well speaking of being excited to read books I was excited yeah. to read this book for a while, but it took me a while to actually grab it and read it because, you know, too many books, too little time, as my bookie pad says. So this book is called Broken Things by Lauren Oliver, otherwise known as the writer of the Delirium Trilogy, which I actually very much enjoyed. I did too. This book is about the murder of Summer Marks a girl who was brutally murdered in the woods five years ago. Everyone thinks that she was killed by her two best friends, Mia and Bryn, due to their obsession with a fictional world called Lovelin or the way into Lovelin that they had imagined what happened in the book as reality and made it a reality by killing their friend when they were that young. Yes. But the only thing is with all that, they didn't do it. So who did? On the anniversary of Summer's death, they make a seemingly insignificant discovery that might lead to the truth. And they all get together to figure out what exactly the truth about what happened to Summer was. And they will have to confront what really happened in the woods all those years ago. So this is Broken Things by Lauren Oliver. And I... 
I've really enjoyed this book. I I have to say, I never saw it coming. I, you know, you you get to some points where you're really not sure. They're telling you that they didn't do it, but but you wanted. Did they? Did they? Yeah, because there are books like that where the whole mystery is, oh, did they do it? And then at the end, they actually did. Right. Hashtag You're like, Mary wow. Higgins Clark. Yes. Yeah. Um, but they, you know, it says they didn't do it. And I, I loved that in some parts of this book, you're not sure. And, you know, you get to know all of these girls in reality, past and present. So it's a little bit dual timelining, which I like a lot. But yes. it's it's going to keep you guessing and it's going to keep you interested. So I would really recommend it. I like her a lot, especially her um, replica duology, which is replica and ringer, which is all about clones. Yeah, I think you'd like it. I love it. A little bit like um, the Similars by Rebecca Hanover, which is also like a cloning thriller. Wow. All right. So that is a collection of 12 fantastic young adult thrillers that, you know, if you haven't read yet, you should run out and grab as soon as you can. Um, Thank you to Brooke and Natalia for finding some fantastic books to talk about tonight. Thanks goes out, as always, to Christine for her patience in, um, like, weeding through all of the inevitable tangents that come out of these episodes. And thanks, as always, to each and every one of you who join us for our discussions of all the books that we love and of other things that sometimes we don't love quite as much. If you would like to let us know your thoughts, you can do that by leaving us a rating or a review on Apple Podcasts or any other platform you use to access the show. And not only does it allow us to see your feedback, but it also helps other book lovers to find us, which is a great thing. So I will be back next Tuesday morning with more bookish fabulousness. And some number of us will be back on Friday with more discussion of great books. Take care, everybody.